Hey, and thanks for tuning in to Fidelity, a conversational show about the work of design. Hosted by Bill Chung, product designer at Stripe, and co-host John Rundle, senior staff designer at Shopify. Hey, John, it's been a while, man. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I, I've uh, been dealing with some personal stuff at home. Uh, my uh, my dad's not been well, but hmm. um, yeah, he's he's at home resting now, and it's That's up good. to me as the eldest son to yell at him <laughs> for making poor life decisions. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's you know it's been it's been quite a quite a change for me just being at home all the time and uh, yeah, um, taking care of my old dad. But you know, things are on the up and up, and That's uh, good. Yeah, good to hear. Also, starting a new job pretty soon too. So I know. Pretty, pretty excited that's exciting. That. Monday. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, nice. as of this recording, Monday. And um, yeah, yeah. No, I'm super, super, super nervous about it. Uh, yeah, you'll the be new fine, job yeah. jitters. Yeah, I'm I not know. sure. You you seem like such a confident person. Like I don't know if you, you would ever get nervous before a new job. You'd just be like your same confident self, unless I'm wrong about that. No, I'm I I don't feel as confident on the inside. Let's just say <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> Uh, uh, listen, before we jump into things, uh, I do want to tell the audience that um, you're going to see some episodes coming up. That you know, I've got a bit more time to, I've had a bit more time to like, you know, cut a few episodes, uh, but they're going to come out of order. So if we mention things <laughs> in the news that don't make any damn sense, well, that's just my <laughs> fault. Um, but anyway, anyway, um, yes, I, expecting some new episodes that are completely out of order. I'll be, ta- I'll be talking about things in tech news that are completely old news. So <laughs> I think that that's totally okay. Um, it's, nice, it's a nice throwback. Yeah, like, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. We're like, I think everybody was talking about uh, what was that um, uh, Vision Pro for like yeah. you know, two weeks. And then all of a sudden we, we started switching over to talking about threads and like, well, what's next, right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we step into our episode, John, I, I owe you an apology. I uh, completely ghosted you when we were supposed <laughs> to record last week because, well, I was off work and I saw a slip. Yeah, man, in. you were off work. It's fine. Oh, yeah, okay. and this is early for you. It would have been much more funny if you were upset with me, but. Uh, I should have just recorded one by myself pretending you were there. Yes. I'd just yeah. leave like big silence for you to yes. fill in. <laughs> Just, just in toast. post, just fill it in in post, and it'll like, do it. it won't be completely. It won't even make sense. Like nothing will connect. I want to know how you really feel, but yeah, so it would be pretty funny. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's uh, nah, all good. But I did want to talk about this a bit more because it made me think about being punctual, like especially mm. in this age of remote work. Yeah, and uh, I I remember when we when we worked together, you were almost always on time, and like even just yeah, like you today, always beat me though. You were always I was always trying to like get into the meeting before you somehow, but it never happened. <laughs> yeah. You're just always there before. Like, I swear you go in like two minutes early just to be the first one. <laughs> well, um, I, I, yeah, I remember our manager, Dave, too, our mutual manager, Dave, like he, we would have the same competition. Who would get the yeah. first? Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's great to work with people who are really punctual. And uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, today you, you were, you were going to be late, so you, you ping me, right, just to let me know. And I think it's important manners to do that. Like, yeah. I... I'm not throwing shade on any of you people who are late for meetings, but I think like in this age of remote work, it's especially important to yeah. uh, pay attention to, you know, the the many meetings that we have because they're so convenient now. And yeah. um, I'm particularly a stickler about this. Like I don't like to waste people's time. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm not quite sure how to deal with it because I think like as a manager, um, 
it 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 was good to set expectations with my staff when I'm you know when we're meeting. I'm like I'll I'll say before yeah. we start a relationship, like I expect you to be on time, right. and I will be on time to our meetings. Like that, I think that's helpful. But like you know when you're dealing with your peers and then someone's always late, like <laughs> I. I I have a hard time telling people because everybody's got different things to deal with. Right? Yeah, they got yeah, kids, yeah. they got like dog or whatever. Right. Like, I don't know. Do you, do you have, a, do you, have you noticed that it's getting worse? Like, do you have a lot of people that are just like always chronically two, three, four, eight minutes late? Mm, I haven't noticed like anyone in particular being like consistently. Like, I think, I think there's the odd time, but like typically it's because of like a meeting running long. Like sure. usually if someone's late, I'll like, just like poke in their calendar and be like, oh, there are, they're still in one likely. Or like, you know what I mean? If they have one right before, I'm like, I usually expect it's probably just that, that that one went wrong, long, right? So yeah, yeah. I haven't noticed, like, I haven't actually had that experience where there's been like one person that's just always a lot late. I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe it's, maybe it hasn't it's a stuck out to me. Thing. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> have, have you run into that? <laughs> Yes. You yes. can talk about people now that you left your old job. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Just completely roast them for no reason. <laughs> um, but like, uh, yeah, I have noticed this. Okay. Like, Interesting. It, it's alarming because and uh, it's everybody. Like everybody's mm. five minutes late always. Mm. And it's like complete. Like, I don't mind. That's, I just, yeah. I just build it into my time. I'm just like, right. I know this person's going to be like 10 minutes late. They're, they're like, they can't wrap up the other meeting, right? Like yeah, they've yeah. got so much to talk about. Or they mm. were late for that one and just they had to push it out five right, minutes. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that um, happens, but like but sure. like not consistently, not like every time. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. Anyway, I I, I think it's important. And yeah. um, I, I totally don't know is. where to start telling people, let's just get back to being punctual because... <laughs> It's 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 good manners first, I think, yeah, and then is. the second thing is that I want an equal amount of time. Like when I put the time in the calendar, I want an actual chunk of time devoted to talking to this person or this yeah. group of people, right? Yeah. And it's just chaos if we're just dealing with like these. Because if you think about being two three minutes late to every single meeting, well, in the course of a day, there's like what I I, I might have like two three four hours of meetings in a day at, at worst. Mm. And that adds up quite a bit. So yeah, it does. Yeah. Anyway, am I just it's, being a, a frustrated old man right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I get it. I mean, it's funny though. Thinking back to like pre-remote, like I mean, I've I've been remote for a really long time, so yeah, I don't really right. have a lot of. It's been a long time since I had office office experiences, but even when I was like going in to companies I worked at and I'd spend the week there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing is though, in person, late being late to meetings is way more common. Because, like, you have to travel between the rooms. That's true. <laughs> so, like, if, you wrap, if you're even one minute late wrapping up one, like, you're, like, a good seven, eight minutes late to the next one probably. Y- exactly. Yeah, like, that's true. It's, so it's, it's kind of funny. Um, we, like, got better, and then maybe now it's just, like, slowly getting sloppy again. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, like, sitting, staring at a monitor, waiting for someone to show up. Yeah, it's true. It is worse. It does feel worse. At least yeah. if you're... If you're like at a, in your room, or if like the person's not there yet, maybe you'll like go grab a water instead and then head back to the room or so. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. That, yeah, there is a difference. I, I, I agree with you. It does feel worse. Lightness feels worse on a remote. You could disagree with me if you want. Like, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's a bunch. So, there's a bunch. I've talked to, to my friends about this, and they're just yeah. like, you're, you're just like looking for something to be angry about. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, 
I'm, you know me, like I don't get. I mean, angry I haven't things, felt, but. I haven't felt the same pain points. So I, I, I guess I can't, <laughs> completely. Like I mean, I, I, I get it, but I can empathize. But <laughs> thanks for, thanks for humoring me. <laughs> no problem. This guy's angry this morning. Like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> yeah, you've been off work, man. You shouldn't be angry about anything. <laughs> well, I've had you know two weeks to stew about it, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> So uh, speaking of being timely, let's jump right into today's episode, which is about getting promoted. Um, so for tr- full transparency, John, I've never been promoted in my entire life. So I'm not really? sure that I know what it takes huh. or what it's all about. So um, that being said, I've seen people push for promotion. So I can infer yeah. a few things. And right. uh, But you know, since you've recently been promoted to... Mm-hmm. Senior staff designer at Shopify. And maybe we can focus our perspectives on what you needed to do in order mm-hmm. to get there. Uh, one caveat is that the expectations at uh, you know listener at your level are certainly different from those of an intern going to junior or a junior going to intermediate and so on and so forth. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's a good place to start. You know, like what is a promotion um, and, and what is it not for different levels of designers? Um so mm-hmm. I'll kick us off. Like, I think um, I have moved from like junior to intermediate. So I, I, yep. I shouldn't say that I've never been promoted, but it's more like an acceptance that, yes, you are a full-time employee now and you're an intermediate designer. Right. Um, I, I did notice that um, at like the junior or intern level, there's a lot more uh, tactical stuff that's happening. Um, you know, and, and in the old days, this would have meant something like, oh, you know, we have like a bunch of, uh, photos we wanted to clip out for for you know marketing purposes. Um, that's what the junior intern is going to be doing for like two or three days. Like we're going to give them an entire suite of photos, right. and they're going to be like clipping out people from from backgrounds and stuff <laughs> like that. Or yeah. they'll be like in Figma or these days at like you know pixel perfecting certain mockups and stuff like that. So that might be something that a junior uh, might be doing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what what have you seen junior wise, and like what have they moved into when they were transitioning into intermediate. Yeah, I mean, I think in the early like early stages of your career, I think it starts with um, focus focusing on your skills, mm-hmm. like focusing on your abilities to design or um, to kind of focus on like the UX aspects, and it's like really building up your baseline skill set. And mm-hmm. as you get better at individual parts of the job, whether it be like and and this can be totally like company specific or role specific or team specific but um as you start to improve your like visual design abilities or your abilities to prototype or to do research or whatever um i think that's where you get those opportunities to be promoted in those levels especially in the like junior to intermediate to senior i think it's very much or at least what i've found is it's very much focused on your actual skills like your ability to perform like to create good output yeah um and then that changes i think as you move into the levels beyond senior um but we can talk about that part later but that that's sort of what i see for like the early stages i don't know does yeah what do you well yeah what do you think about that yeah it's purely tactical right like your your ability to you know work with others yeah collaborate especially across this and different disciplines these days um and i think like uh, at this stage, what I would probably recommend uh, is just having those conversations with your manager about like, you know, mm-hmm. what 
what the expectations are yeah. for that next level, that intermediate or, or senior level, whatever it is. Um, and I, I think at this level, like it, it's it's not too complicated. It is mostly about yeah, the ability to execute. Bit, yeah. Um, and I then, think like, there's a, there's a clearer roadmap. I think in the earlier stages around what's needed. Yeah. As long as you, I mean, as long as you have a decent manager or like like company set up that helps with that, um, there can be situations where it's not as easy. Right. Yeah. I think there's a pretty clear plateau to, you know, just reach for. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think just like at this level, simply having those conversations with your manager about what the expectations are and making sure you're you're just like uh, measuring and recording all your activities mm-hmm. that lead a ladder up to that expectation, uh, that would probably be enough. And then within you know a certain period of time, maybe even like shipping a few small things, uh, it, it's going to happen naturally. So it's not not a not a difficult transition to make. Um, mm-hmm. I think the intermediate to senior transition is a little more, a little bit more ambiguous in in some places. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it, it certainly ambiguous for me. Like, what what was um, like what was your experience at this level? I know you 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 worked a lot in agency, so this is might yeah. be a bit different for for you. Yeah, I didn't I didn't necessarily go through the same that same transition necessarily because I kind of that was around the time where I switched into like doing my own thing for a bit and then getting into more of a startup environment later. So I didn't like personally go through that transition, but I think I've seen some folks that have, um, I think, I think it is a little bit more ambiguous. Again, it kind of depends on where you are though, Mm -hmm. right? Like it depends on the scale of job levels that your company has. Right. True. Like, I think it's a little bit more clear here at Shopify. Um, for example, like the difference between intermediate and senior, in the sense that like there is such a there's a pretty distinct scale that goes through like many levels like beyond that staff senior staff principal like there's a pretty large scale beyond senior so i think here like the intermediate to senior is still in that kind of earlier stage where it's a bit more tactical based mm. but if you're somewhere else that maybe doesn't have the same scale like i know some companies i mean staff is like still relatively new like when i was at envoy like there was no concept of that so like mm. senior was kind of the top level so there would be there was a more uh significant difference between intermediate and senior there sure um so i think that like that's an aspect of it too yeah like what would you say about uh i, I think ownership is the big thing in my mind yeah. around that difference like so uh I'll, I'll say that again um i think that maybe the difference between intermediate and senior is that at the intermediate level, there's still this um, question to your manager or your peers around like, what should I do? And then when you make that transition to senior or maybe staff, it's like, instead of saying, asking the question, what should I do? You're actually saying, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right. And like, that's that difference maybe. Yeah. There's a sense of independence. I think that comes at that level or that like that you're able to demonstrate. Like if I, I, yeah, you're, you're totally right. I think like an intermediate, it's it's not it's a pretty reasonable expectation that you're gonna always be kind of asking and looking like asking for what to do next like or your manager kind of like giving you the things to yes. do um, and then as you move into that senior role or th- this is a way to kind of demonstrate you're ready for the senior role is to start to show that independence show that ability to like find the things that need to happen next and just start doing them and not yes. waiting for someone to tell you, Hey, you should go do X, Y, Z. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like that independence as you were saying. Um, but you know, I think what, what, what's really hard about this is when I talk to intermediate designers who want to become senior, 
their question to me is ultimately like, do I just fake it till I make it? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they know that like they're reading all these articles and listening to these podcasts about how to get promoted. So mm-hmm. their, their question to me is like, well, I don't think I normally, you know, do that. Like, I don't right. think that way. I, I want someone to give me the work. Right. Right. Um, and I don't know how to answer them because like, I, I just think that way. I'm just like, I, I don't, I think this manager wants me to take care of this. That's what I think they want me to do. Yeah. And I'm not at all waiting for them to tell me. So it's, it's a natural thing for me, but like, yeah. like what would you tell these kids? Like, Oh, just fake it till you make it kind of thing. Or <laughs> I mean, in, in the like independence piece, like I, I think there's ways to do it that you, that aren't really faking it. Like, mm. I don't. I don't necessarily expect. I wouldn't expect a, someone trying to move from intermediate, intermediate to senior to like just all of a sudden start doing things on their own. <laughs> right. Like, like you. I mean, if someone's really good, like maybe they do, but that can also like cause some issues too. Like if you're doing it just without even like informing like others of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like I think a really great way to kind of slowly transition into that is just to start to have conversations with your manager where where you say like. Hey, I was thinking of doing this this week. What do you think? Or here are the like two or three things that are like top of mind for me. Like, do those align with what you're thinking we should do? Ah, right. Um, so there's a way that you can kind of you're kind of easing yourself into it because like you like you could put that forward and be totally wrong. Your manager could be like, oh no, actually there's this other thing. But they'll like at least know that you're starting to think that way. Like it's yeah. a way that you can. You don't have to go and do it by yourself. You don't have to just like start branching out like completely on your own. It's more just like demonstrating to your manager, hey, I'm thinking a little bit beyond just the task that you gave me. Um, and what do you think if I were to do this next? Yes. Um, yeah. And just start using that as a way to kind of work on that together yeah. with your manager. Yeah, that's a good distinction. Um, I mean, there, there are certainly times when I'm told what to do. And I think that's, that's yeah. totally Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. Still, that's still going to happen. I mean, there's still times today uh, as a senior staff where I sometimes will do exactly what I just said, where I'm like, Hey, I was thinking about like focusing in these areas this week. Was there anything else that you felt was more yeah. critical? Right. Right. Um, like I, I've gotten more used to how to do that. And it's not, it's not something I have to do that often, but it's more just when something becomes ambiguous or like, and it also depends on the level your manager's at or what your manager's doing. Right. Like I, I report into a director who's mm. got very wide lens on stuff that's going on that I don't even necessarily see myself. Right. So doing that exercise is still also really important for me because there could be things that he's seeing that I have no access to that it like me it's like a good nudge to say, "Hey, like I am do I was planning on doing these things, but other is there anything else that I should know about that's like more critical?" Yeah. Um, yeah, and that still happens. Like, and there's still times where he'll ping me and be like, "Hey, like this came up. Can you like, can you get on it?" Kind of thing. Right. Um, it's not that like forever after intermediate, you're just gonna like do everything, um, determine your own workload like forever. Kind of yeah. thing. Well, I, you know, in some ways, I I I have felt that way. Like, right. <laughs> like, for instance, moving to a certain level, I'm just like I feel like I'm kind of floating on my own a little bit sometimes. Right. Yeah. Because your manager, like, they, they you know they know that you can probably be fine on your own right so you just kind of i mean i feel like that's bit. usually i feel like that's usually a compliment <laughs> if Is you it? feel like you're floating it means that like your manager's <laughs> not worried about you you know what yeah. i mean yeah or, like or and and it can happen where like they have like a bunch of other reports too and so they're like oh bill's good i don't need to worry about him yeah. i'm going to focus on these others like and so unfortunately it can feel for you that you're feeling floating or like not um 
supported, but in actuality just means that like they're not concerned. They know that you're gonna like do what's good. Um and I, I think at times that actually is a compliment. Oh, <laughs> as okay. much as it kind of is a weird feeling at times. I, I've been there too. I know I know what you mean. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> I'm um, all about taking something and trying to turn it into a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Or the silver lining with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I I think we should talk about like especially at this level, we're talking about like making that intermediate to senior transition. I think mm-hmm. there are some documents that and, and just to make it more tactical and like concrete, there are some documents that I would recommend every designer keep on hand. Yeah. Um and let me let me share with you mine, and then John, yep. you, you know, you want to step in, and you probably have some funky, like, auto, completely automated AI powered <laughs> thing that you use to do this. But um, I have three really simple documents that I keep. So the number okay. one that I keep is yep. just a, just a deck, and it's a deck filled with images and screenshots and links, and you know, links to like uh, UX studies that that I've seen um, mm-hmm. around a particular project. And the reason why I think keeping a deck on hand is important is that it allows, it forces you to create a narrative around the work that you've done. And uh, later on when, you know, you've decided it's time to move on, maybe there's another position out there that's more appealing. You instantly have the case studies ready. So I I keep a pretty close track of the things that I'm working on, not because I'm, I'm thinking of leaving, but because it's easier to form the narrative around the value you've created. And then you can use that narrative to talk to your manager. Um, yeah. The second thing that I keep is a a running document around my goals for each quarter, each year, or whatever. However, your company decides to split up uh, periods of time, and then um, it, it's basically a running log of everything that I'm doing in a week. So, mm-hmm. if I have a conversation with a, a junior designer and like they're looking for advice on something, I, I write that down, and I would nice. label and characterize that activity as mentorship. And yeah. that's an yeah. important part of, you know, transitioning into senior levels is that you're mentoring junior designers and, and you're taking care of them. Um, yeah. For example, another thing I might do is like, oh, I um, I designed this particular onboarding flow in this part of the app. Like mm-hmm. that is that hopefully would ladder up to one of our quarterly or, uh, or yearly goals. Um, yeah. And then when you're talking to your manager and you should share this with your manager, in fact, so they can understand how you're working towards the goals that you two have agreed upon that, that are for you. Um, mm-hmm. and the third document I have is of course that, um, one-on-one, um, uh, document with your manager. And in this document, I'm not only, you know, surfacing questions to my manager or like topics for conversation, uh, but I'm also keeping a track of, uh, of how regularly we're talking about my growth and yeah. the changes to, you know, maybe my role or, and everything that we're doing to, get me to that next level. So um, in all three of these documents, which serve very different purposes, um, we're constantly measuring and recording everything that ladders up to that possible promotion. So I, yeah. I think like you could probably condense the, the the last two into one document. That could probably work just fine. But mm-hmm. I've always kept these three. Um, that nice. being said, I've never been promoted, so I can't tell you they're successful. <laughs> but it is, it is helpful for my manager. Um, yeah. Anything you do differently, John? Uh, I mean, uh, differently, I guess, would be that I don't really have any documents. Oh. <laughs> okay, all right. I feel um, I don't know. I, I I'm I don't know how I do what I do because I I feel like I don't document anything. Like I feel like such a yeah. fraud 
as a designer at times because no. like I always hear about people doing all this like documenting of stuff and I'm just like, should I be doing that? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I leave too much in my head at times and like it's probably, it could be better. That's old school, do, man. I need to get into the routine of some of this stuff. Uh, I've, there have been periods of time where I've done that. I'm a very like, I do something for like short bursts of time where I'll like, and I mean early earlier days in my career, like there were, I've definitely had intentional documents or just like kind of running logs with in terms of like one-on-ones with a ma- my manager or something that were kind of capturing things that I'm doing um, and the, like how they ladder up to company goals or, or whatever that looks like. Um, definitely have had moments of that. Um, and then like one time last year, I started like trying to make more of a, a brief outline of things that I've been focused on over the course of the year um, and kept that sort of up to date. It's, it's been, it's long overdue for more updates, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think what you're doing is great. I, I think like maybe the only thing I'd add to it is it, it can be what you need it, what you want it to be too. Like I think you can go as granular as what you kind of just talked about. Cause that can be really helpful for a lot of people, mm. especially when you need to recall this stuff, like, at review time or something oh, yeah. with your manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the type of person that like these things just kind of float around my head and then I'm <laughs> like somehow able to put them coherently together when it comes to review time. So I don't need as much of the constant documenting, but I know that's not for everybody. Like it's the same how like I don't really write a lot of notes for when I'm going to present something either, but that's just like how my brain works. Um, versus other folks that I know will completely script something they're going to present. Um, and that's fine. I don't think there's like a right answer there. Like I'm I think shocked, it's totally, <laughs> I think it's totally how your brain works. Um, like, so for example, like I, I have tried that. I have tried the, like when you go to present something, script it completely, write it all out. The yeah. problem with my brain is that I then just start thinking about the words that I wrote <laughs> Uh, and it throws me off. Like I lose my my flow because I just like start focusing too much on like, oh, I was going to say X and then I like just like fumble over it. Yeah. Whereas like I found as long as I have like a high level, like almost bullet list thing, like list of things in my head, I can just kind of like improvise flowing it together. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it like just comes like, I mean, I tend to ramble as I'm doing right now. No, um, no it's not. But I just, that just clicks for me. Um and and I think it's totally different from person to person. Well, I, I don't. That's, I, I that, do that, that too. Yeah, it's like it's a bit of bunny trail in terms of what we were talking about in the promotion side. But I think yeah. it's kind of connected in the sense that you have to find a little bit of like what works with you, but also like what your manager is looking for too. Like I think mm-hmm. creating that expectation with your manager on like how you're going to manage your growth is important. I also think the other like really good piece of advice is don't expect your manager to do this for you. Um, I've had really good managers that have at times like been the ones to encourage a certain way of like documenting work or putting together a growth plan. But like 90% of the time, that's not your manager going to be doing that. Like it's something that you're going to have to do and advocate for. And I I know I've heard of many times from designers who are like, oh, my manager doesn't see everything I do. And, and sometimes they write that off as like, oh, I just have a bad manager, but I'm, it's not that it's not the case in my mind. Like, yeah, yeah you could have a bad, bad manager, but <laughs> I think like largely the vast majority of the time, your manager isn't going to see everything you're doing. You have to be an advocate for what all you're doing. Cause yeah. there's all kinds of like things that are hidden the same with like 
I don't know half the things that my manager is doing either. Um, so I shouldn't expect him to also see everything that I'm doing. Fair. Um, like that's just how this works, especially in a remote setting where that's even more amplified, yeah. um, where yeah. it's hard to see what everyone's doing. So that's where you really have to find a way, whatever that way is, how you document it or, or how you have it prepared for when you have those discussions be able to say like, here are the things I've been doing. There's the impact that I've had. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's that second document I was talking about. It's like, you know, here's the yeah. stuff that we, so, you know, obviously there's a conversation you have to have with your manager around like, Hey, what do I have to do to get to that next level? Move from yeah. intermediate to senior. And then you, you have this document where you're writing down what those goals are. And then like, I think Google docs has this really great feature now where you can actually have like drop down chips. So you can literally just right. throw a table in yeah. there and then write yeah. down, oh, oh, this week I did this and this and this. And then you basically mm -hmm. label each one as to like, oh, this ladder is up to this goal, this one to that one, so forth. Yep. So yep. I think that's a really quick and easy way to do it. Um, it just takes diligence, right? Discipline to it do does. it. Um, it does. I, I'm shocked to hear that you don't do this because it sounds like exactly what I would expect you to, to be doing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's also shocking to know that, that everything is just kind of floating around your head because that... <laughs> I've recently been taking my kids swimming. So like, it's like, you know, when you see a pool, like, and you step yeah. away from the pool and you don't know right. how crazy it is in the pool. Like there's like 30 kids that are like eight years yeah. old. It's like throwing balls and like splashing around in that pool and you step away from it. You're like, holy crap. I was just <laughs> in that pool. That's crazy. Um, that's what, it, that's what your brain just reminded me of. Like, yeah, no offense. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my brain. That makes sense. <laughs> Bunch of kids throwing balls at each other. Yeah. In the yeah, pool. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> um, okay. No, we, we gotta get back. Let's get back on track. Um, I need to ask you about this question, which is yeah. how do you ask for a promotion? Like I, I've, I've also asked for promotion mm -hmm. and um, I of course didn't get it. Because yep. well, I've never been promoted. Um, how do you ask for a promotion? Yeah, I mean, I think I've only really had this latest one where it's been a true in-job promotion. Mm -hmm. I think like same as you, it's likely just been from moving like companies kind of thing, where mm -hmm. that becomes a bit easier. You apply for <laughs> what you're looking for, kind of thing, or what you feel like you're you're at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one was a bit different because this was actually like within the company kind of thing. Um and I mean, it's largely kind of, it was the fact that I just, I think I did that sort of, you do that in, um, unintentional, but intentional, like comparing yourself to what others are doing. Mm. <laughs> um, and you go like, Hey, I feel like I'm doing a bit more or I'm doing more of what the person above me is doing. Right. Um, and then you start to have that conversation with your manager and be like, Hey, like, I feel like I'm, I'm doing these things. Mm -hmm. Like, is there something I'm missing? Um, in regards to like being ready for that. Mm -hmm. And then um, something like kind of unique about Shopify, but I don't actually, I, we talk about it being unique at Shopify, but I feel like I've experienced this in other places or just heard about it from lots of people. But there's this usually this moment where you kind of have to demonstrate that you've been doing that step up role for a period of time. Mm -hmm. Like I, I feel like, and it's it's very intentionally called out here. Like it's, I think it's usually referred to as like you've been you've demonstrated you've been doing the like next level role for like at least six months kind right. of thing. Um, I don't think it's always intentionally called out at other companies, but I think it's like usually a part of the decision making process. In that, like, I don't think it makes sense to just give someone a promotion right at the day that they're kind of like at that next level. You know what I mean? Like. Mm. What does that even look like? I feel like you have to 
you have to have this like even short window track record of like, hey, look, I have been doing the next level for this period of time. Yeah. And that to me is the most obvious way to demonstrate that you are ready. Mm-hmm. Like I, you can't really expect to just be like given a promotion for something that you haven't been doing yet. Yeah. And just in, you can't just say like, oh, I'm ready to do the X. Um, and so th- therefore I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for that level. It's mm-hmm. like, no, demonstrate that you have been doing that doing X. Yeah. Then you can really advocate for it. That the difference is, I think you don't have to demonstrate it as much if you're moving companies. Like, I think that's where people <laughs> right. tend to get more of the promotions, right? Cause you can talk about it in a way to sort of, make it seem that way. But if you're at the, the, the company that you're at trying to get that promotion, I think you do need to demonstrate a period of time of doing it. It's definitely easier to move companies. I, I mean, that's the only way I've been ever being promoted is just to move. Yeah. Um, which is sad, but which is sad. Like, and I think the even sadder part is that there have been times where I've like worked with people that don't deserve the level they were hired at. Sure. Um, and it, it like, I mean, this is a whole topic for another day, but like, the interview process in general is like pretty rough, pretty like broken in a lot of companies and oh, a yeah. lot of like just across the, I mean, not even just in design. I think this is true for like engineering and stuff too, but it's just like, there's so many variables that you can't always anticipate or even like account for that can be the make or break that it doesn't, I don't know. It's weird. And then, yeah, like you have situations like this where, you you only get hired you only get a new level because you move companies or you only got a raise because you move companies or people get raises and new levels because they move companies but they don't necessarily deserve it and like ah I don't know are are you it talking be, about misleveling yeah 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 okay okay yeah I, like it yeah I don't know it's it's a whole other it's a whole other beast yeah but. okay let let's, let's save that for another episode <laughs> but I'm I'm interested in hearing what you have to say uh because sure. I mean, I feel that way too, but I guess also about myself, like, you know, mm. I, I had to move companies to become a senior. Right. And when that happened, I was like, oh, oh my God, I, I got a promotion. Right. Right. <laughs> and then you step into the role and you're like, shit, I don't, I don't know if I am senior actually. Right. Like, um, yeah, so that, that, that part is tough. Um, but I, I, I do think I, I mean, I would, I would separate that a little bit because I think there's just the natural imposter syndrome anytime you get a promotion or you move levels or yeah, you move companies. True. But I think there's a different element of like truly unqualified that can happen just because you're good at interviewing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's true. Yeah. And I, and I wouldn't, I, w- I would say that's, a, that doesn't happen as often. I think that happens, but I think everyone goes into every new role as feeling like I'm not qualified for it. Feeling it, man. Um, I'm feeling it right over here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I feel it. I'm, I'm in a new role and I definitely feel it. I like see some of the peers I'm working with who are at the same level and I'm like, I'm not there. I don't know. Like, um, but then at the same time, I know that I like was doing aspects of the role, like, and I have been for a while. So yeah. It's a it's a weird um, contrasting feeling right. that happens. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, let's get back to your promotion. Um, like tactically, so if you're not keeping documents on this, like, <laughs> like how the hell did you do this? Like, what exactly did you have to do in terms of like 
uh, like hands-on tactical stuff to make this promotion happen? Or, or was, did you have just such a great manager, which I know you did, like yeah. that they, they sort of took that on in terms of like documentation and like presenting and making the proposal. Like, like how, how does that work for you? Yeah. I mean, I like, even though I wasn't necessarily like fully documenting all the time, I think one thing that I try to do often in my one-on-ones with my manager is talk about what I've been doing. Like right. what work am I doing? What am I focused on? Where am I looking to improve whether it be one of my skills or something for the team or like a project that's being worked on. And I think that's sort of my like element of documenting where it's like week over week, I'm making it clear to my manager what it is I'm doing Yes, or where I feel like um, I could be doing more. And, and like for me, there's like at certain levels too, there's and at certain size companies, there's like, the ability to influence different things that come along with different levels that if you feel like you have the ability to influence those things, but you're not able to because of your level mm-hmm. too, like that's a way to look at it as well and be like, wait, I, I feel like I could be in those conversations or I could be running with this type of work. Yeah. Um, and maybe I need to be like looking at the next level and am I doing those things? And, and this is just like, I think what I've learned over the years of just having a lot more experience working in like just in this industry is you just have to be very open and have good conversations with your manager like all the time just to say what it is you're doing what it is you're focused on and i think that's the way that you can also advocate for yourself yeah and i think i did a lot of that i think i've done a lot of that um over the last like year or two that and um i think there's one thing i needed to add to um, I, I think what you're saying about like just having those very transparent and honest conversations is important. But yeah. I feel like um, from my observations around people who have tried to make that jump from intermediate to senior, for example, mm-hmm. is that they get really obsessed about the promotion itself and the title. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like um, I want to warn everybody who's in that position of looking for a promotion that if you over index on the the title and getting to that plateau versus yeah focusing on your impact the company yep. and your impact to the design org like i think that is the area to focus on and then naturally yep. as you become that senior level designer you're you're going to just naturally fall into that promotion like that should yep. be how it works i think if you're yep. always like harping on the fact that like hey i want that promotion i want the title i want it now 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 like that's not going to work out. And I think like with any relationship you have in your life, if you're always doing that, well, it just becomes a, a bit of an old uh, sort of repetitive song. And like, I, I don't think that's the right relationship to have with your manager. So um, all this to say mm-hmm. is like, don't, don't get too hung up on, on the title. Uh, I've yeah. been there, you know, I've been there yeah. where it's like, you know, you, we, <laughs> many, many of us have this problem in our industry where we're, we're, we're tying ourselves as, as people to our jobs, which is wrong. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I think it's, it's natural to feel that way. Uh, but focus more on that impact. I think like that, that would yeah. be my advice. Yeah. I, I have had moments where like I've had people pull into like projects that I'm doing that everyone's like kind of at this certain level, but then they like bring in this person who's at a much lower lower level but it's because they have like so much talent in this one particular area and you could say like on paper they don't deserve to be like in that conversation but it's like they clearly are just focused on the impact that they're having and they're being recognized for it like someone's calling out and be like oh so and so should be here because they're really good at this yes and at at that point like 
the level doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that's where you start to get in, like you get pulled into projects. That's where you start to then be able to advocate for that promotion later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like what you said is absolutely true. Like just focus on what you're able to influence, what you're able to impact. Um, and then these things will hopefully come along. And unfortunately that's not always true, but I think that's the way that it can happen yeah. in the, in the best, in the best possible way. For yeah. sure. For sure. Um, John, as usual, my promise of a 15 minute episode recording <laughs> was a complete lie. Uh, it way out the window. <laughs> we yeah. we, we got to cap it there. Um, <laughs> but any parting advice to, especially those designers moving from uh, intermediate to senior, I think that's like that big jump, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, any, any parting advice for those types of designers? Yeah. I mean, I think just like continue to work on different aspects of the role, right? Like I think the interesting part about that switch is going back to what I said at the beginning, Mm -hmm. there is still like a tactical, practical skill set that you're developing at that point in time. Like I think a a senior, I sort of start to expect that they are are getting pretty strong at the uh, ability to like do the job. Mm -hmm. So um, focus there, but then also I think the like what you said too is like there is an ambiguous nature at, at times at that level. So focusing on some of these like external pieces outside of the actual true skill, the actual skill set itself, and looking at how do you start to become a bit more independent? Right. How do you start to have like this different level of influence where maybe you're working across a project or two or helping someone else out on the team with developing their skill set? Like those little. You don't have to, that doesn't need to be the sole like purpose of your role, but just like looking at those little elements on top of just your base skill set, starting to show that you're thinking just beyond base skills, I think is the, is the thing to do when you're looking to advocate for that change. Yeah, that's solid. Um, you know, I, if, I, if I could summarize everything we've talked about, I guess the first part is being like open and transparent with your manager about what you're looking for and like, you know, um, your, your growth. And then the next part is that growing independence, right? Becoming that yeah. senior person, yeah. being working at that level, as you were saying. Um, and then the next part is is tactical. You've got to own that growth because your manager may not necessarily do it for you. So you're mm-hmm. going to have to document it, really explain what it is you're doing. You know, show how much you've uh, effort and like activity uh, that you've put into like being that person. Um, and I, I guess just that last part is around um, focusing on impact, right? Don't don't think so much about the title itself. Just be that person and behave in the way that mm-hmm. that senior designer uh, is expected to behave. Um, yeah. Yes, I, let, let's let's leave it there. I think there's there, there's a part <laughs> there that you dug into a little bit about misleveling, which is a completely different conversation. But I really want yeah. to talk about that later. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, I give you John Rundle. Radical thinker on the spot. Thanks for the advice, John. Yeah, no, I, I, like, like I said, I've never been promoted, so I mean, like, I, I don't necessarily know what I'm talking about. Um, but I think sharing some of your insights on uh, on making that huge jump, which you did, pretty, pretty valuable for lots of people. So, um, if you have any thoughts or experiences to share around getting promoted, uh, share it with us on Threads now, <laughs> Twitter. Yeah posts uh give me a call Everywhere. like no 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 actually no don't yeah. don't call me fax fax me yeah fax me yeah i'm going back to faxes i'm on vacation now so don't don't <laughs> call me yeah call john yeah uh, <laughs> he's got five, lots five, of time five. oh wait 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 uh, there's one more thing i need to ask you about um oh, studio yes. beats pros man have you seen that 
Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of it? Um, they look pretty solid, but I'm now interested to see what's going to happen with the Maxes. There's yeah. got to be a new version of the Maxes coming out, right? Like, I'm they've got to because I'm holding out. I kind of want to get some, but I'm not. I'm waiting now because I'm like, there's going to be new ones. There's got to be new ones. Oh, you you're thinking about the Beats? No, no. I I was thinking about getting the AirPods Max at one point. Oh, okay. But now I'm like, I have to wait now. I feel like there's going to be a new version that's better. Maybe. Yeah. And especially with this release from Beats, I'm like, there's it's kind of they're kind of better than the Maxes now. Oh, so yeah. it doesn't make sense to buy those, but there's got to be a new version of them coming out. Well, apparently the the previous version of this these Beats had a, a serious hardware issue where like the, the actual right. band would, would like deteriorate in months. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's not going to happen with my AirPods Max. Like the build no. quality on these is so solid. Yeah. Um, Anyway, like I, I thought I would ask you because we're always talking about ways to spend my paycheck, uh, of which I have none right now. Anyway. So. You're about to, starting Monday. Okay, yeah, don't call me. Um, I'm on vacation. See you next time, John. See ya. The Fidelity Podcast is hosted and produced by John Rundle and Bill Chum. Visual brand design by Amy Deborah. Rate, review, and subscribe to Fidelity on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts.